What's up? What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Matt Marshall. The EPB podcast is back. I'm calling this ball around the world. It's a new little segment, no more than 15, maybe 30 minutes max, where I can just talk about topical stuff. You know, EPB is about, is dedicated to kind of growing soccer in America, but it really started off the banter of me and my homies just talking about soccer around the world. We follow the EPL, you know, Chelsea's my squad big on LAFC now, so I'm following MLS a lot more. I'm even following the NWSL after coming back from the Women's World Cup and all these Angel City games I've been going to. I'll talk more about that later, but right now I got my boy right now. Uh, he's on his lunch break. Ash is in the building, um, and we're talking about this this Rubiales case and, and just how crazy it is. Now I'm going to give a, a timeline on, on the case and, and everything we know and, and everything we've seen so far. Obviously, like the latest, the latest right now. Did you hear that, that his, you heard his, his mom locked herself in a church with, with some of their family members in protest against the, the harsh treatment of Rubiales? And so they're just sitting in the church. Well, they're, they're also fasting, right? Like they're, they're, they're not eating. Right. That's the thing. They're fasting. They're sitting in this church fasting. And honestly, they're going to starve because this man is doubling down. <laughs> this man, I will not leave. That's all he's on right now. So, I don't know. Interesting stuff. But uh, let's go back to what we were talking about, about how this is an opportunity for some other league, some other organization to take advantage of just Spain just being such a trash, you know, you know, federation, especially for women, like, you know, the NWSL, even though it's doing really well, is, uh, you know, it, it does not have the best teams in the world, right? Barcelona specifically won everything last year in Europe. You know, the, the, the I think it's called the Women's Soccer League, the WSL in, in England is starting to like pop off. And again, this is all kind of new information that I'm gathering now, becoming more and more of a, a fan of, of the women's game. But, but you know, the NBS, NWSL had a great start uh, with at least in L.A. and has really garnered some attention. I was just at the game on Sunday, uh, and they had a 22,000 fan crowd. Um, and this was just a random Sunday. Welcome back from the World Cup. But... I was with the, uh, a guy who works in operations at West Ham, and he was telling us about the West Ham women's games. And he said there were more fans at that game, at that Angel City FC game, than there were in all 11 home games of West Ham. West Ham's women bottomed out at like 17,000 over the course of 11 games. So, I, you know, I don't know. There's opportunity in America is all I'm saying. And so if I were the NWSL, I would be – you know, feverishly reaching out to Barcelona, like, yo, do you want to, <laughs> and, 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 and other teams in, I guess other teams in, you know, the and Spanish. Trying to attract them and, and trying to like attract. Trying to attract players, them. Players, players to come. Try to attract players, but shit, try to attract the whole organization. Like, I don't know if, you know, how that would work with like the whole. Yeah. Some kind of partnership. I don't know how it would work with this whole Spanish federation, but in terms of like, you know what I mean? Because, you know, why would FC Barcelona play in La Liga and then their Feminino team would play, like, in the NWSL? But I don't know. Stranger things have happened. Pac-12 teams are playing in the ACC right now. Like, I, I don't know. 
some kind of partnership, some kind of come to the U.S., play, play against our team, you know, make a cup out of it, make it exciting, you know, and then maybe from that it can build. But, yeah, like, like you said, you know, we've seen I, in, in, a, in a lot of realms that there have been um, – there have been organizations who capitalize on the like obvious faults of other organizations, right? KFC is it's a report came out. KFC is not selling real chicken anymore. So they can't even, they're not allowed to call themselves Kentucky fried chicken. They're just KFC. Chick-fil-A pops up. We got real chicken. We got everything. I'm surprised nobody in the chicken industry really capitalized off of uh, Chick-fil-A's uh, kind of, you know, vehement, uh, den- denunciation of of gay marriage and and the gays, that kind of they kind of I don't it wasn't even marketing they just let that shit blow over real quick they were like ah uh, let's wait till let's wait till some black guy gets shot in the streets and they won't <laughs> they'll stop paying attention to us or some shit. But yeah, yeah, I'm definitely surprised that uh, you know Rubiales has, has doubled down um, several times now but- and. But are no you surprised? Really like, like are you really surprised? I started, I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know, you made the connection about um, Money Heist. And I don't know if it was a translation thing, that Netflix show, but there definitely were some really interesting interactions between subordinates if, you know, one was male and one was female, or vice versa. And it just seemed like there was a lot of these, like, sexual innuendos and context which undertones be normal like yeah undertones like it, so if, say for example like you're watching like law and order in the u.s like they're pretty like business all they, business inter- inter- and that's interact. and that's svu right that's when all you <laughs> need to talk about is sex and it's still very straightforward but in casa de papel or money heist on netflix like as i remember there was that weird like interaction between this cop and her, I don't know if he was her number two or she was his subordinate, but like he was in love with her and she was like, I'm good, dude. And he was like, you fucking bitch. I want you. And, and I think he forced a kiss upon her in the show. I, sw- I swear to God, I, 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 I'll have to go back and re- look. But I just remember thinking like, damn, like things are a little bit different in Spain. Like, you know, it's a lot more sexual. It's a lot more chauvinistic, right? Like. Now, I mean, co- you, you, you got it. You, you, you saw it, right? Like, you saw it live. So you, you got a, a whole different take on it than... A, like, actually at the World the Cup. You're talking the about world. the kiss. You're talking about the kiss, right? I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the kiss at the World Cup final. So, yeah, I want to talk about that because, yes, I was at the World Cup final, you know, super, super geeked just because it was like one of... The, it was a great final. It was a great game, fun to watch. And I'm watching these women come up and accept their trophy celebrations. And or come up and accept their medals. And he's like literally putting medals on, or they're putting medal, you know, the line, the trophy line, put the medal on, you shake everybody's hand and it's, you know, the, you know, FIFA president, the, I don't, I don't even know if I saw the FIFA president, uh, Infantino there, but I, I would assume he was there for sure. But I definitely saw Rubiales, his big bald head. I mean, he looks like, I was going to say like John Cena, but that's not it. He looks like somebody, but anyway, I saw literally he was giving everybody else the Bezos. Um, peck, peck on the cheek, and I remember seeing clearly when Hermoso, Jenny Hermosa walked up. Like, I remember seeing his hands, and again, like I said to you, I thought of it like, ah, that's interesting. Like, that's weird. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, like, but nothing more than that. And, you know, obviously I had known all the stuff about the head coach and George Vilda, uh, Vilda and, and, I, and I'll talk about that too because that fits into the timeline of Rubiales. But, you know, the, game, the semifinal before that when they played Sweden and knocked out Sweden, I remember also raising an eyebrow just a little bit. Like, I don't even remember. And this is after actually knowing the George Vilda the stuff, again, that, that I'll go, th- go through a timeline about. But most of the players were celebrating in the center of the field and then three or four players were celebrating with the coaching staff. One of those players was like my favorite player on Spain now, Salma Parayuelo, uh, the black girl who kind of popped on the scene, number 18, the striker. Um, so I just, I, I have a video record, I'll, I'll probably add it to this. I have a recording of her celebrating and coaches picking her up and things like that, but it was so isolated and they were so like kind of off to the side compared to the rest of the team. It was just interesting. So there was just a lot of like, huh, things. So again, in hindsight to now like have all this stuff come out and and know that. And first of all, like props to fucking Spain for 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 winning a actually difficult World Cup with great teams with all of this bullshit going on on in their org. Like how crazy is that? Without all of their like best players. Yeah, without like a lot of their best players, right? Like that's another thing. Mappy Leon, you know, because she wanted George Vilda out of the club well before the World Cup, you know. They she was Which, told she was told to, you know, apologize or you're not coming to the World Cup. And she she held her ground. That's probably the the biggest of those Spanish players. But yeah, a lot of a lot of them, you know, a lot of them didn't show up. So, yeah, yeah you're like, right. Rightly so, they I mean, they were right, right? I just feel like it's it's the same sort of strategy here, where it's like, you know, uh, you know, guy, you know, does something wrong. Someone in power does something wrong, but not only does that person not have to apologize and, and accept it, but it's more of like, no, 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 the victim has to apologize, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, in, in in order for you to be able to come back to the team. Which you know, um, that's that's I guess that's classic gaslighting right like in order in order to absolve yourself you have to make somebody else wrong right somebody else is the culprit and in this case it, it was always like you guys are crazy y'all need to apologize you guys are disrespecting the, the crest you know that kind of thing but I just didn't realize how deeply rooted it was and it's and, you know it's kind of crazy and, and had they not won the world cup this shit would have been all, you know what I mean? Like, had England come back one, this nobody would know. Nobody would be the wiser. And I'll and I'll give you another thing. There were like multiple opportunities for Rubiales to just be genuine, and just like apologize. <laughs> like, you know what? Like that was a little out of hand, guys. Like, you know, I'm sorry. I let my emotions get the best of me. I called Jenny personally. She seems good. We're working on things. He could have kept everything else. All the like. You know, there's reports of him having lavish parties on the uh, on the Federation's dime. He's paying rent on on the Federation's dime. Just all kinds of weird shit. He would have been able to kept all of that under the rug. But that's what's happened. So so to that point, I I'll go through a little. I'll go through a quick little uh, timeline of of everything that happened. And honestly, ESPN 
you know, you just you just told me this, and it seems like ESPN has a really good comprehensive timeline on Rubiales, uh, which you can go go to just type Google Rubiales ESPN timeline. Um, but you know, he joined. He he became president of the federation in 2018. I'm not going to go through all this stuff. I'm just going to go through kind of more of the interesting stuff, which is basically, you know. Spain lost in the quarterfinal of the Euros, the 2020 Euros last summer to England. England, the Lionesses who won it. So that was kind of cool that it was like a nice rematch in the World Cup finals, right? Um, after that loss, the Spanish players who had complained before, 15 of them wrote letters to Rubiales, to the president of the Spanish Federation, to ask that their coach, George Vilda, be ousted from the program. And they were citing kind of abusive and unprofessional work environments. And I remember seeing these p reports, but I was thinking, it, you know, the, the, the work, it was more like they were just unprepared. You know, they, they, I remember like seeing something like he wasn't having, there was no video session before the England game, you know, like basic, like actual soccer stuff. But then, you know, later on, before the World Cup, there were more reports that came out that was like, you know, he was, you know, on the players' off days, they would go shopping, and then he would personally check each of their bags before they could return to training camp. Or they would be on road games, and, and this, this is apparently something that happened in the 2019 Women's World Cup, but they would be on road games or not road, the whole tournament's on the road, but they would be in their hotel rooms and he would not allow them to shut their hotel doors until midnight where he would personally check the rooms to see if the women were available and then shut the doors. So that's the coach, head coach, George Vilda. 15 of these players were like, this is some fucked up shit. We, 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 we don't want this anymore. Let's get this guy out, right? From there, obviously Rubiales, who's good buddies with... George Vilda's father, Angel, and Angel is a head of, he's, he's the head of the women's sports division in, in the F Spanish Federation. Um, but that's just a side note. Rubiales basically rejected them, vehemently rejected them, and said, not only am I not going to fire this coach, but you guys are suspended from the team unless you apologize for, for these, these gross... False... False, False allegations. allegations. <laughs> like, what? Like, I mean, the gall, like, just to understand that they, you know, that this stuff is happening and, and, and they have zero remorse. Like, nobody's even like, damn, really? Like, that's, is this really happening? Like, let me look into this. Nah, 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 nah. Like, nah, bitch. There's, there's no way this is happening. You need to apologize or good luck with your career because that's really what it is, right? Good luck. You know, so I, I thought that was funny. Another another interesting thing. And by the way, the captains came out before those 15 signatures. Jenny Hermoso was not a part of those that 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 petition because she was a part of an earlier petition with the captains, the other her and two other captains of the team to get him out. And that was vehemently denied. And so it's, it's almost like she just kind of gave up like, all right, I'm not trying to ruin my career over this. This is probably how she grew up. She knows how this works. Right. You know what I mean? It's, I, I, you know, I liken it to certain civil rights processes, right? Where, like, shit, even Muhammad Ali at one point was like, I, I, I'm a boxer, bro. Like, I'm not going to do this. 
and then they want then they wanted to draft him and force him to go play and go be in a war and he's like wait a minute like y'all are tripping y'all don't y'all don't even give me basic rights here you think i'm gonna do this so so yeah so that happens there the players are told they need to sign apology letters which all but three did so 12 of the 15 players did Th- of the three players um one was mape leon which was like one of the most you, you know one of the most you know decorated spanish players on that on that spain team um she she decided nah like i'm not signing nothing like we she doubled down which unfortunately for her left her out of the world cup everybody else uh everybody else you know said their apologies and only 3 of those 12 players were actually picked for the world cup uh ona battle mariona caldenti who who was big big player in that team the whole tournament and and the biggest player in that team the whole tournament and the player who won player of the tournament Aitana Bonmadi she in, ended up signing her apology letter and getting selected for the team too which you know good for her now she's you know best player in the world cup but you know life goes on they continue you know to go to the world cup and and almost in spite of their coach who is still instated by Rubiales um, and, and like I said, I noticed that in that Sweden game that like it's so weird that nobody's celebrating with, with the coach. And then reports came out literally after that where it was like, oh, other people noticed it too. And, this, and here's why. Because, you know, these players are still kind of like disgruntled about, you know, the stuff that happened. Uh, and, you know, th- about being told they needed to apologize because they complained about the coach. Regardless, the kiss happens. Spain win the World Cup. Again, I, I saw it live. Rubiales is giving everybody the Bezos, the two-cheek Bezos. Congratulations, congratulations. And he grabs Ginny by her head, kisses her. Again, like, even as a spectator, I was like, huh. But, like, didn't think anything of it. And then Ginny goes on IG Live, literally, I think the same day. They're celebrating in the locker room. And she was like, I did not enjoy that kiss. I did not like that kiss. Salma Pariuelo had her IG live up, and you know how you see these like celebrations. Come on now, got people calling me over here. Uh, you see these celebrations on IG live, like you know, uh, champagne in the locker room, and obviously you just won the World Cup, so everybody is still like gassed, you know, like again, despite all of this weird stuff that's going on, uh, and that has been going on in the background for multiple years. Everybody's gassed, and uh, and then and then you see George, you, not George Vila. You see Rubiales come into the locker room, and he like decrees, "I'm gonna take Ginny Hermosa to Hermosa to Ibiza, and I'm gonna marry her." <laughs> and then you just hear everybody awkwardly go, "Hey!" and then like continue like celebrating. It was just like fucking weird. It was just so weird. So I don't know, man. After that happens, obviously, uh, there's there's more kind of pressure, or at least there's some there's some social media and media pressure to go like, hey, that kiss was kind of like out of pocket. Like, is anybody gonna is anybody gonna talk talk about that? And so clearly that that meant that forced Rubiales to get ahead of it and push out an apology video. So he puts out this weak ass apology video unapologetic apology video right and he's like 
He's like, I don't know why people might be thinking this, but because it is people thinking that this could be some kind of like weird situation, I'm just going to have to go ahead and just apologize now. You know, like that's essentially what he said. It was like the weirdest thing that I don't, you know, like what kind, why would you even put that video out? Like just put a genuine video out or don't, right? So he does that. He puts out this weak ass apology video, which makes it worse, obviously, because again, he's just totally like not apologetic and doesn't care. He just kind of puts it out. Oh, this is, I was excited, obviously. It was just a peck. You know, the only reason I'm doing this video, I mean, he literally said it. The only reason I'm doing this is because people are construing it in a weird way and, and, and have said that maybe I should apologize. So this is an apology, right? After he puts out that video, then Jenny speaks out because now she's like, you're attacking my character. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this, this was not consensual. This was not a peck. This was, <laughs> this was essentially sexual assault on the world's biggest stage. And, you know, the power of social media, the power of the Internet, that's how it works out here. Rubiales then holds a press conference because reports are coming around that because of this whole hoopla, he's going to have to resign. You know, FIFA is about to launch an investigation. Um, so Rubiales is going to announce his resignation on Friday. That was last week, Friday. And then what happens last week, Friday? He stands up in the middle of this press conference and, and just crazy fashion like like again it's like casa de papel house money heist like like just movie like fashion and just repeats i'm not going to resign i'm not resigning <laughs> like what so we all saw that that was crazy and then it just kind of gets gets crazier so now fifa launches an investigation um you know now spain's like at risk like who knows how many skeletons are in the spanish closet in general between Real Madrid and Barcelona and all those things. And so now they are trying to separate themselves from, from you know, the, the leaders in the Spain organization are trying to separate themselves from Rubiales. Like, uh, like, bro, actually, we think you should resign. Including the coach, Jorge Vilda. Like, that's what's crazy to me. Jorge Vilda is like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think he should have kissed her. I, I think this was all wrong. Like, who knows what he's doing? So he doesn't even have this man's back, the man who's had his back. And so everybody's trying to separate themselves from him, which is, you know, smart because he is the martyr. Like they are going to let him die on the sword and then hopefully they can just pull the shades back down and nobody can look into the any, any more issues any further. But this is, I mean, this is kind of nuts. And then obviously the latest report now, you know, now Rubiales' family is locking themselves in churches and going on hunger strike. So... I mean, you can't make this stuff up. The, the, you know, the writers are currently on strike right now in, in Hollywood. And I'm not sure even if they were working right now that they could put something as, as ridiculous as this story together. But yeah, man, that's, that's pretty much that timeline. Um, George Vilda should also be forced out. Like this whole organization probably needs a, an overhaul. And who knows how that's going to happen. But at the end of the day, you know, this is this might be a chance for the NWSL to like try to make some quick money moves. I like I like I like what you're saying. Like, make a quick money move. Figure it, figure it out. Um, and, and and you know, and we'll see how that goes. But that that's 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 my take, and that's the wrap up on on this whole big Spanish kind of debacle.
FIFA president yeah, Gianni uh, Infantino yeah. said Friday that women should pick the right fights to convince us men what we have to do to bring equality to football. That was him speaking in Sydney ahead of the final. So like you said, a couple yeah, weeks like, ago. I so I, I don't really know what exactly that means, but I just feel like it should be, hey, do I think that what I'm saying could be portrayed or how would I feel if I couldn't? It, like it just seems to be like basic human um, things that are just totally washed over. Yeah, by just overlooked. These particular types of people, um, and 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 I think it's really strange how no one from the that represents Spain overall, because it's I mean it's just bringing a lot of negative light. I mean your country went at the World Cup, and this is sort of the fallout. It's not like oh wow yeah they did really well. It's like oh wow they like don't give a shit about their people, right? Their women. We all. We also talked about just Spain in general and the whole Vinicius Jr. debacle, right? Like, and and how that can't—he can't be the only black player who's been abused. I mean, he's not the only black player who's been abused over time, but obviously he's the most famous at this point. And it's just kind of crazy now with Jude Bellingham in the league. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, he he, he is I, bound I to face the abuse, even... especially the way he's just walking up to fucking stadiums after he scores goals and just looking at everybody like. Are you not entertained? You know? Yeah, hopefully hopefully Jude, you know, is able to not experience it. Or, you know, he's going to experience He'll it. He'll experience it. I, yeah, I just hope just, the right people just, are around he him. He just keeps scoring. Yeah. You know, he just keeps scoring, you know. That's the best way to shut, shut people up. Yeah. But I do hope they, like, like he's able to message. Because that's, that's the thing. Like, Jude is doing his thing and, like, happy for him. He's 20 years old. But there will be a time where he's going to not – he's going to be have to be more than a soccer player and become like a civil rights leader. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 And hopefully, you know, hopefully he, you know, he takes that upon himself. Cause I mean, really you think about a lot of players that have gone through Spain, you know, they've sort of, you know, they accepted it while they were there. Yeah. They knew it wasn't the right thing to do, but maybe they just weren't, you know, leaders in that kind of realm. Right? Yeah. And it's tough to be like, I also want to throw out there. It's tough to be when everybody's against you and it seems like you don't even have a voice then why speak up, yeah. right? You just want to earn your check right. and like keep it moving. So Right, right, yeah. Not that's... not be a problem on the team. I mean, because I remember even Vinny Jr., he went up against the the La Liga president, right? Like it, there was... Right, the, the there, La Liga president was... was basically saying, shut up and dribble. Like this, because yeah. he was like, cause, because he felt attacked, like this isn't, we're not racist here. Like we're not racist, like shut up. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm. <laughs> eh, will you just launch an investigation? Yeah, it's just like... Uh, I, I, I definitely think, like you said, the more more social media is definitely bringing light to these issues, and, and you know, hopefully, Rubiales. I mean, he needs to. No, that guy's finished. That guy's finished. That guy's finished. The funny, the question is, is the rest of this organization around him going to crumble, or are they doing a good enough job to separate themselves to, like, you know, get out of this, get out of this hairy situation? But yeah, that's. I know you got to go to work. I got, I got one more thing I want to ask you about really quickly. Um, this is a complete switch. This is a Saudi league and now Messi in the MLS. Like, you know, Cristiano's gone to the Saudi league. Saudi league has now signed TV deals in, in, in Europe with uh, DAZN. They've signed deals with Fox. So they're getting their money because, and obviously all these players are, are moving to the Saudi league. You know, most of the players are still kind of like MLS, like guys out of their prime, you know, big names going. But then there was that 
uh, young Spanish player. Uh, what's his name? Look, Tony Crow's slam Spanish talent, uh, uh, Viega, for joining Al Hali. Man is 21 years old, was going to be the next, you know, the next guy in Spain, right? Gabriel Viega. And he said, shit, I'm taking my talents from Celta Vigo to, to Money Town. Anyway, all, that's happening in Saudi. And on the other side, Messi is clearly, I, I saw Messi on a Daquan Instagram post, like, which kind of really like proves to me that he's bringing soccer into kind of the American pop culture zeitgeist more so than anyone else has, you know, all the, all the scoring he's doing. Who do you think so far, because we love these Messi versus Ronaldo uh, back and forths, and we're going to continue them until they die. Who do you think has had more of an impact on their respective leagues? Ronaldo for bringing all these guys? And I think it's Messi. I don't think it's Ronaldo. Ooh. And I'll give it to you because because I mean, sure. that Saudi I mean, money is the, very impactful, it's too. It's the money. It's, yeah. It's the money. Like, yeah. The Saudi, it's something crazy. They've got, like, I want to say it's, like, I want to say it's like 15 billion a year or something. No. Like dedicated to it's it's like something outrageous. It's 17 it, it's, I wanted to say it was 170 billion, but that feels off. I think it's 17 billion to put towards sports in general a year, right? It's, it's yeah, there's some there's something where they I mean they basically allocated a lot, like billions and billions of dollars per year to improve the game. So like yeah yeah, Ronaldo is definitely. I mean, like obviously Busquets and, and Jordi Alba are not like getting the same sort of payday as Messi. Um, yeah, I, I think it's Messi. I mean, unless like the because it's sort of unfair to say Ronaldo's doing it all by himself. Yeah, like, I mean, no, he's he's honest. definitely like, back. Who's, who's running to live in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like Miami is. I mean, Miami's fine. I'm like big difference anywhere in Saudi Arabia versus Miami. So 17 uh, billion a year they have to spend on all sports projects. So if some, yeah, if, if Ronaldo all, walked all up and sports. said, I want to create a crack Academy right now, they would build a facility. Like it would be nothing like, Oh, here's 50, here's 300 million. One, two, three, four, you know, exactly. So I, I do, I do think Messi's going to have a great effect, but I just am curious, you know, like it's just been so slow. MLS has been doing exactly what Saudi has been doing for years. And obviously you're right. It's a money thing because Saudi has now been able to just speed this shit up. But does Messi now attract more talent, like more well, young talent? It's more flexible on the rules, right? Like we've got designated players. You've got all these hurdles that like Saudi Arabia is like, yeah, you know, let's bring it. Like they can have, I think it's eight foreign players per team. Yeah, that's and, nuts. And the, and the Saudi Sovereign Fund has, you know, five teams. Right. They've recently bought over the last couple of years. So, right. you know, five teams times eight, you know, you're bringing in, you know, 40 players. Plus, there's other teams like Steven Gerrard, I think, is not at Steven Gerrard's playing, yeah, is coaching at a team that's not in that, in that league. In that so, league. you know, there's probably other 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 teams that are also like cash rich too so you definitely are going to see a lot a lot more players over these next couple of years and i think really what it what it tells sort of the old world is like hey like you, your league first of all 
you know, all these other leagues that have been stealing players from these other, you know, poorer countries effectively, right? Like England is now a poorer country to Saudi Arabia in paying players. Yeah. But like all these other teams in Europe did that. And if a 21 year old wants to go chase the bag instead of chase glory or whatever you want to call it, I mean, what is glory? But what, what is glory? Now. Like when all the good players yeah. go to the team that's like money talks, right? Like that's what Saudi kind of realizes. America has always realized this. Money talks. There, there would still be an ABA in in American basketball if money wasn't talking, right? I mean, shit. If money wasn't talking, you know, the USL probably would be better than the MLS. So yeah, you know, money wasn't talking. Yeah, money wasn't talking. Maybe more U.S. players would be playing soccer, right? So like, yeah, that's big facts too. At the end of the day, like you said, you know, the rest of the world needs to wake up and be like, yeah, you know, the U.S. where money talks, that's spreading pretty fast. All these other places, and so you guys got to get your shit together. Got to get your shit together. I think Spain, Spain might be the first on the chopping block as one of these top leagues that just. You know, I just don't understand Spain from a financial standpoint. Yeah. It's like Barcelona are still signing players. Their biggest players. teams are broke. They can't sign players. <laughs> You're right. Their biggest teams are broke. You know. It don't make any sense. I don't know. Let it collapse. Yeah, let it all burn. I'm sure something will, something will come out of it. <clears throat> yeah, brother. Well, I appreciate it. Get back to work. This is just a little excerpt. This is Ball Around the World. If you're listening in, appreciate you listening in. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. But if you want to see some video, go ahead and check out this YouTube account, youtube.com slash at, at symbol, eat, pray ball. We're here. Also, check out my TikTok. I'm going to be posting a lot more to the TikTok, trying to boost it. I'm trying to get to 1,000 followers so I can do this ball around the world live. So get me there. Get your friends. Follow me. I only need a couple hundred more, I think. Let's do it. Otherwise, we'll holler at you all later. Later.